There's a communication wire line between you and God. It's direct line. No interference, no spirit, no angel, no demon understands except the Father. Then I will write to say, whenever you pray in tongues, it's because the Spirit of God, you know, enacted you and He gingered you to do that. Because the Father wants to hear your voice. And the Father wants to communicate something to your spirit. So whenever you feel and you get into a person of praying in tongues, understand this. It is switched on by the Holy Spirit because it is time to communicate directly with Father. And so that's the reason why the Bible says that it is the right of all Christians. You can all speak in tongues. The Bible says tomorrow I'm going to be dealing with that. The Holy Spirit. Tomorrow is Holy Ghost night. You can all speak in tongues. It is the right of every Christian to speak in tongues. The Lord told me when we were praying in tongues. He said, tell them the days of sorrow is over. The days of, of, of fear is over. Those who are having fear, as I, I was mentioning those things, the Lord is removing them. Because when the Lord said it's over, those who carry them, boom, angels will take them out. When I began to declare what is now, angels began to bestow on people. That's the reason why whenever you are praying, you remember what I said to you, the principle for God. Pray, pray with your heart. Sing, sing with your heart. And read, read with your heart. Anytime you do those things without your heart, it's a play, it's a waste of time. Hallelujah. You never come before the most holy one. If you truly understand who he is. This is the God who said to Moses, gather the people to the foot of the mountain. Because they have been contending with you for too long. I want to show today who you are. And God himself descended upon the mountain. Because God descended upon the mountain, the Bible says, the angels blasted trumpet. Israel saw and they had trumpet. They saw angels descend upon the mountain. And the whole mountain was rocking. And it was so terrifying that the people begged that they don't want to see that anymore. He came in fire. The Lord rode in the, in the, within the midst of cloud of fire and descended. This is the same God that lives inside you. This, I can tell you many things about him. When Pharaoh saw his eyeball, the whole chariots riders got confused. Ephesians, I mean, uh, Exodus chapter, chapter 14. They got so much confused that they were somersaulting. Only the eye. They saw the eye of God, the Bible says. And it threw them into confusion. Until he overthrew them and destroyed them all. Because they are doomed for destruction. That is the God that you serve. That is the God you worship. So when you come before him, my... When you come before him, understand the concept. Your heart is what he needs, not your, your mouth. So when you pray, you pray with your heart. When people are praying in tongues and you are not able to pray in tongues, it's a time for you to enter into it. If you can commit your heart to seeking God and not, how can it be? That's how I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. People are praying in tongues. I say, what's wrong with me? What is the matter, God? You have to baptize me now. And that was the day he came. You must come to that point to understand how you treat God. This is a God, the God that men cannot come near. And he reduced himself to live within Mortimer because of the blood of the Lamb. And so which means you don't know what you carry. You know, we, we are more than what we are. That you can see. Each one of you, you are more than what people can think. You look at yourself, you can understand it. That's why he told us the book of Ephesians and we prayed that from yesterday till today. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, Paul began to pray that I pray that the, the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge so that you may understand and know him better. We can never know him fully, but we can know him better and better and better. And then in the second verse 18, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be illuminated or be combusted or be opened so that you can know the hope of your calling. And we have been dealing with a purpose for the past two days in our seminar. A, a life without a purpose is a frustrated life. In the afternoon, that's what I was dealing with. That is the only anchor that can cause a company to start from a garage and become a PLC. And it's happening in our time. A little idea of a man started in a shop, in a garage, and it, it became a PLC. It's happening in our time. Okay? Purpose. So he said, you know the hope of your calling. When your eyes open and you know the hope, it changes the whole of perspective. And then he says that, uh, that you know the hope of your calling. Then he says, and his great inheritance that God has embedded in you. You are more than what you think. Angels look at you and they convert what you are. As awesome and powerful as they are. They look at you more powerful than them. And they are frustrated when Christians don't understand that they have this power. And they begin to live like persons. Angels can't accommodate it. That if they really know the most high. And where the most high have placed them. They will not be like this. You and I must make them happy. That is the purpose of this convention. And then he went and ended up by saying, and his, in, and his great incomparable power that lives in us who believe. The power that lives in us who believe. That our eyes be open. And he says that power is like his walking mighty strength which he exerted upon Jesus Christ and raised him from the dead. That power that the angel carried in Matthew 28 and the angel was dazzling like lightning. And those who saw the angel, they were shocked like death. That power, can you believe it? Is right in you who believe. It's right in you who believe. It is in everyone who believes. A child that believes carry the power. A child that believes carry the power. So when you come before God, let your heart be big. Hallelujah forevermore. Let's take us this few minutes, please. We're going to pray tonight. But let me share with you briefly. Because yesterday I wasn't able to share with you very much. I want to say thank, thank God for giving us this privilege that we see the 31st anniversary where the Lord is preparing us for a great onslaught upon the face of the earth. The last joke of God that will confuse Lucifer and will confound the powers of this age has begun in Christ's tabernacle. This week has been awesome week. Awesome week. The seminar has been very, very much well attended. Really, we have over 500 people in the mornings who have attended the seminar. And in the seminar, God has been speaking to us incredibly. God gave key to anybody who is a business person or entrepreneur, how you can take a company from your garage to become a PLC. God spoke about it. God spoke about it. Because those lectures that I lectured you, what I didn't tell you, and I don't think you need that, is that all those derivatives that we looked at, that a person must have to be successful, 
they are they are they are they are derived from interviewing various successful people across the globe people who single-handedly had a thought and their thought became a plc who worked hard and when they interviewed each one of them both those who are highly intellectual and those who are not intellectual but they are craftsmen or those who are professionals they discovered that those qualities that i was teaching you in the afternoon are the things found in each one of them and they also made sure they interview people because i read all the statement i i listened to some of them interviewed and those of you who probably have been in the course will agree with me some of them were in africa some of them are in europe some of them are in asia we looked into various companies even to china but however when we are taught in this at cambridge we were not taught about christ whose company is about 2000 years old and is still vibrant is increasing not decreasing don't listen to all those um, statistics they give you about religious religion and its lie on television christianity is the fastest growing religion on planet earth today today now look at what god had allowed me to do or helped me to do within this week is to look at those intellectual reasoning in light of the biblical reasoning and we found out that those reasonings came from the life of jesus christ there is no such a thing as great and comforting to recognize that all what the whole human beings are using their brain to try to discover jesus already manifested that's the first thing second thing is that you who is born again now can identify with christ in those qualities no wonder the church of the living god established by jesus christ can never be overcome by any vulgar there's no circumstance or challenges in this world that can stop the church from moving impossible because the master who from who all wisdom emanates from where people who are successful in this world just glean a little bit he only gave them a little beam of his wisdom <laughs> and they became so great in the world and then he himself no wonder what the only few things we can discover in him as human beings we recognize no wonder the church of god cannot be is indestructible it is indestructible so also every indigent of the kingdom must be successful and this is the fact not look christians have lied against satan enough against demons enough and by that deny the supremacy of jesus christ of nazareth and focus on nothing that is enough this convention is to help you and remind you and open your understanding to the fact that the one that lives in you he says greater is he how great is he that's what we're exploring so that we all by the end of this week enter into greater dimensions including myself let me tell you a joke after yesterday's meeting somebody i i i prayed for some people in, in my room there 
you know, who have told to come and see me. Well, you know, somebody was 25 years old in their marriage. And then there is a young man, very small boy, the boy who plays saxophone here, that small boy, who puts saxophone in his mouth. Here, you remember him? Yes, Emmanuel. I just missed the boy. Like some of the children, I miss them. And I'm not allowed to hug them because of this COVID. But Jesus conquered the COVID. Pata, pata. <laughs> In England by June, our Prime Minister has said that, come what may, we go back to our normal life. I agree. So, I missed the boy and I said, go and get me that boy. We are asked when they were coming on the road, the, the boy said, mommy, apostle will come and look for me today. Told the boy, Apostle will come and look for me today at the back. But really, I wanted to go to the back to look for him, but my time to come to the pulpit has come. So I said, okay, after service, bring the boy to me. They went to bring the boy. The mother was shaking. That this boy told me when we were almost getting to the church that Apostle will come and look for me today. I didn't understand what God is doing in Christ's tabernacle. That is the Holy Spirit of God. A boy, how old is your brother? Seven. Seven-year-old boy. As he's talking to me as if he doesn't know what he's saying. You know, I ask him a question, he was saying, mm, and then he will answer me. However, he knew what the Spirit was saying. And so after seeing the boy, somebody came also to, I prayed for the person. Alright? And when I finished praying for the person, I looked at the, the daughter and the husband, and I saw a baby girl in her hand and I looked at the husband and I said wow thank God for this your daughter it looks so much like you the baby girl is her, is her replica and you know what the husband was shocked everybody who was there we saw him huh? Huh? he couldn't get out of his shop for some time what is this and he said we haven't told anybody yet. It just happened. <laughs> he said, it just happened. We haven't told anybody yet. And I looked at him. My son, does he not understand that the one who lives in us is the one who knows all things? Does he not understand that he reveals at his will? He only wanted to show you and tell you that what he's doing in this conference this time... Someone said, with us eyes, did you see him? The eyes I taught you yesterday. You remember? When the demon possessed yesterday saw Jesus, I said not a physical eye, he saw him by the spirit. His longing soul is yearning for deliverance. So he drove him to Jesus Christ. When Jesus saw Nathaniel at the, under the tree, he was with his spiritual eyes. And I told you the king of heaven was in our midst to open the eyes. You remember on Monday, all our five senses we prayed and asked him. And he came and he was moving. Some people may say they have premonition. But the sons of God have visions. Trance. Knowledge. Which is word of knowledge. Therefore, 
I'm saying this to you that we cannot thank God enough for what God has done with us. What God has done with you, what he has imparted into you, look, for years to come, you continue to manifest them. But I want you to understand the underlining factor of faith. Faith. So we are looking in this week, I've been looking for someone, the supremacy of Jesus Christ. And the theme of this conference is this night is power encounter with Jesus. Yesterday we saw that Jesus Christ is the visible manifestation of invisible God. Another thing that you must hold in your heart before I go further tonight is that we saw that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Colossians 1.18 We also saw that Jesus Christ is the only connection to the Father. Nobody can reach God except through Jesus Christ. If you do not know Jesus and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I am telling you, whatever you know will terminate in this world when you die. You know, people have various arguments and philosophies. I don't care. Death will tell them the truth. But it will be very, very late if anybody is caught dead without Jesus. There is no mercy. And we learned it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. And of course, we looked at Acts chapter 4, verse 12 to 13. That puts it a lot more better. We say salvation is found in no one else. Not in Buddha, not in Islam, not in anything. Neither is there any other name under heavens given to men by which men can be saved. When it comes to salvation of your soul, you can't get it anywhere. Not by worshipping flowers or any idol. Can you imagine? Even those who worship idol is so, is so strange. In the, in the examination of common sense, a man made a carved image. Another man bought it and called him God. Can you, can you understand? Does he jail? Somebody created an image in law or in common sense. That is his intellectual creation. Isn't it? And then somebody else is now worshipping the intellectual creation of somebody. Somebody thought that this is the kind of nose he should have. This is the kind of eye he should have. And he did it according to his. So he created that idol. Another person is now worshipping the idol created by somebody else. So the first who created is the grandfather God to him. Abi? <laughs> Hallelujah. It is like a madman when a madman decides to go and dress his house in Nigeria. I've done talking about England now. I came from Nigeria. That madman, we used to know one before. He will carry everything that he finds in a place we call Sura as the dunghill. He will go to dunghill, he will take some can, some buckets, some old stuff rotting, and he will go to his house and he's decorating them with those those stuff. And he will be telling you, Motiwe, Motimo, Motiwe, Motimo. What he's saying is that I have bathed, I'm clean. How does he bath and clean? She will wake up in the morning, she will do this. She's bathing. She'll tell you I'm bathing. When she does all that to herself, she will get herself dressed. 
she will, she will rub this earth on her body as powder. She will go to the dunghill and pick things and then come to her house and put all manners of cans. It's not different to somebody who went to buy a graven image of another man. And then when you brought the graven image home, you now bow your head to the graven image. They are the same. Salvation is found in oneness. Let me say this to you. Another thing we discovered yesterday is that you and I, who accepted Jesus Christ, it is by mercy of God. We are no better than them. Holy Spirit opened our eyes. What a privilege and honor. What a privilege and honor. I will recognize that from the fullness of his grace, we have all received blessings, one blessing and the other. Because Jesus is the head of the church and also the head of all principalities and power. And that's Colossians 2.9. I will progress on that for 15 minutes. Jesus is the head of all principalities and power. Look at it. It says, And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head of every power and authority. Give me the King James Version. Because of people who talk about, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against rulers of darkness, spiritual whosoever. I met some of them. They'll be talking as if those principalities are something. Those powers are something. The rulers of darkness is something. That's how they be talking. It pains my heart when I make Christians giving credence to the devil. But they will not tell you that those things were created by Jesus Christ and Jesus is the head of the principalities. He is the head of principalities. All! And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and all power. And then in the book of Matthew 28, look at that very quickly. From verse 17. It says, when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And then what did he say? And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. The authority to put down my life and take it back. To die and rise up again. Not only that, Jesus was telling them to know, as I raise the dead among you, I too can raise myself. So, if Jesus is the head of all principalities, and he has all the authority and all the power in heaven and on earth, listen therefore, And that Colossians said, you have been given that fullness of God. All authority in heaven and earth. That's why Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. In other words, what you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. What you permit in your life is what can be permitted. Now, look, look at all those scriptures. Do you see a place for Satan there? To make you what? Make you what? Is what you permit. Is what you permit. Oh, demons, demons are doing this. It's what you permit. The day your gate man, who is supposed to open your door, your gate, when you are coming back home, okay, stop you and say that, oh God, look at the time you are coming in. I tell that to you. I say, oh, I'm sorry. 
the first day. From that day, he had become your boss. Is that that's what some Christians do to Satan? You see a devil messing around you. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> don't come near here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come near. Don't, don't come here. <laughs> and you see a spirit messing about instead of you to just march on his head and keep going. You are, saying, you are giving him credence. And it will be display what he's not. And then you go, yeah! And then you run. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is not you, Christ with Tabernacle. Let me tell you. Look at today. Reasons why Jesus came. The reasons why Jesus came. That's the title of tonight's meeting. The reason why Jesus came. Number one. Jesus came to set us free. Or he came to set the captives free. Write that down in your scriptures. He came to set the captives free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand from there. And do not let yourself be burdened by anybody or anything. Again. By a yoke of slavery. You know, I love that translation. He said it was, it is for freedom that Christ has set, Christ set us free. No longer to be subject, stand from them, and do not let yourself be burdened again. So which means that he's talking about Satan. Correct? Because it was only Satan who burdened us before we are saved. Ephesians chapter 2 tells you that. Look at it. Chapter 2 of Ephesians from verse 1. As you, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to walk or to live when you followed the ways of this world and, the, and of the power of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So when we were in the world, it was Satan walking through us. Go back to Galatians. So therefore, in Galatians it says, it, was, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore. You remember Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter uh, five, uh, 6 verse 10. Stand firm. Resist the devil. It will flee. Don't give him credence. Don't make his head big. I don't care what dream I have. What I care is what I have inside me. Oh, somebody is chasing me on the dream. If he chases me and I run, I'm coming back to chase him too. It's so simple. There's a time to run. There's a time to fight. I won't go and meet somebody that, hey, what is this dream? Somebody is chasing me on the dream. Ah, they will tell you, eh? What did you take from their hand? Do you have somebody in your family, your wife's family, that is short and fair in complexion? Oh, yes, I do. She is a little bit robust. Oh, yes, I do. She's the one child person here. And it fits the description of your mother-in-law. Who do you think will give such definition, if not the one who is lying to you? He said, I know that that is, that is you. He will just use the image of your mother-in-law to pursue you on the dream, so that you can go and direct your mind to the person who will lie to you. He may be called a man of God in quotes. Anybody who does not speak on behalf of Christ is not a man of God. Know that for sure. Everybody speak on behalf of his master. And many people have been deceived in church. Are you with me now? Instead of you to tell Jesus where you are, he, I had this dream, Jesus, but it's victory. Once you call it victory, it is victory. 
Once you call it victory, it's victory. I met some people sometime in my crusade in Nigeria. They said that, uh, you know, in my, the, God began to arrest them and demons were flying out of them and they were shouting and confessing. I'm a witch. I'm a shut up. If you are a witch, this place is for salvation. Don't say anything. And some people said to me, that, why didn't you let them speak? I said, because Jesus did not permit them to speak. Oh, we should have brought them to the pulpit, let them confess. No, the Bible didn't tell me that. I didn't see that in the Bible. It's a show of force. He is sure of us. When the demons are talking, shh, shut your mouth, get out. And they came out. The reason why many Christians pray, 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 pray over demons and they don't come out is because they want to talk with demons. But they don't want to talk with Jesus. What is my interest? I was doing a crusade in a, a place called Agogo in Nigeria. And a girl ran, a, a, girl, a girl was arrested. She ran, she ran. I sat down, I finished my administration. She ran to the pulpit. I'm a witch, I'm a witch. And suddenly the pastor who was, you know, who took over, he said, tell us, come, 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 come. Oh yeah, tell us, what did you do? Who did you kill? Before I got off from where I was, the girl said, I killed my brother last year. I took the mark from him, from the girl. I said, pastor, go and sit down. I said, girl, you did not kill your brother. Satan did. Do you want to accept Jesus? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I led her to Christ. She accepted Jesus. I said, so now you did not do any of such. Go back to your seat. Can you imagine how many people who heard that she killed the brother? Do you think she can find husband in that place? <laughs> and I told the pastors when I met them personally that how many of you after you get born again, you came to the whole church and told the church that I used to do this. I, and describe what you used to do. I seen all your sins you told the church. Even if they accuse you, some of you will lie. So, where did you see that somebody should confess his sins to the world? No, you confess to the Son of God who paid the price. Now, let me help you on this. Write this down. There are many cultures in church that should change. So Jesus came to set us free. Then in, in chapter 8 of John 36, he says, So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. Second thing, the reasons why Jesus came. Jesus came to set us free from sin. The first one is to set you free from the devil. Because he said, do not be born again. The second one is, he came to set you free from sin. Your own sin. Sins. Colossians 2.13 When you were dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive in Christ. He forgave us. How many sins? How many of them? How many of them? From all the charges of sin against you, from all the accusations of the devil against you, the judge of heaven said, this charge is acquitted. Blessed is he therefore whose sins are forgiven. Look at Romans 4, 7. Let's read together. Shall we? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. 
Forgiven is New Testament. Covered are the Old Testament people. The rituals cover their sin. And when Jesus came, all those sins were forgiven. For the New Testament, from the time of Jesus, the sins that were covered, forgiven. And then the sins thereafter, forgiven. Look at the next verse. Shall we read it together, please? I, I don't like the way you are reading. Because something is in your mouth, that's why you know read. Read. Who is that man? Who is that man? Where were you forgiven? Now, look at what he says. Blessed is the man who sins the Lord will never count. Hey, and somebody says that the problem you're having now is because of some sins you committed when you are a girl. You did a lot of abortion. Eh? Eh? You don't understand that in the field of law, contravention is contravention. No matter what gravity you think it is, for God's sin is sin. Oh, it's because your father used to do this, that's why you are, you are suffering. Lies of Satan. Anyone who says that is not a prophet of God. Nobody speaks of God and contradict the written word. I want a holy man here who was holy before he was born again to stand up. I've been looking for all the anointed men of God in the world to come and tell me that they were holy before salvation. I found none. I found none. This scripture says, blessed is the man, not cursed is the man. You remember? And the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing and then the other. Blessed is the man. You are blessed. 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 I can see it. I can live in your reality that you are blessed. Woe to the world who condemns you. He said, Blessed is the man who sees the Lord will never. I think English is so good in this one. He said, Will never. So if your sins will never be counted against you, how can the penalty of those sins be counted against you? You do see that. So let me tell you, when I'm going through my trial, I will never accept a foolish man to tell me that it is the consequence of my sin. No, because the Bible says I go through trials. It's a test of my faith. You must not accept anything the Bible did not say to you. God said it will never count it against you. If, if, if charges is not counted against a man, you cannot be criminalized. You cannot be sentenced. It is impossible. So, when you go through trial, why do you allow people to tell you that it is the consequence of sins? Anything that happened to uh, my cousin and my cousin's cousin, my first cousin, my second cousin, my third cousin may happen to me. It does not mean any, it has no connection between it. I am an individual, they are individual. If it happens to me, as far as I'm concerned, according to my Bible, if they are not born again, it may be the consequence of their sin. But for I who is born again, which of the sins? Is it the sin that God, Jesus covered? Is it the sins that Jesus, you know, forgave? Is it the sins that Jesus will never remember? As far as a born again is concerned, you can never suffer by virtue of sin, which the Lord Jesus has forgiven. Because he said the word never. 
we think one of the things that we're looking at in, in uh, you know, uh, uh, 21st century leadership today is the fact that, you know, if you are a purposeful man, your strategies and actions must be, it must address the purpose. And it must, from there, or rather your strategy and, 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 uh, and the action must ensue from your culture. And that culture changes customs. It changes customs. The way people believe culture. It changes it. If you are born again and you see hook up in the dead culture that, that cannot save, that brings to bondage, no wonder you have problem. My Bible tells me that God with Jesus will never remember. Even if you remind him, he can't remember. So is the Father. Number three, Jesus set us free from our generational sins. Hence, Generational curses does not exist for those who are born again. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 26 to 26. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and have justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that comes by Christ Jesus. That's why we are just right. It's just reaffirming what he has said before. But look at this. Verse 25. God presented Jesus as a sacrifice of atonement. Through faith in his blood, he did this to demonstrate his justice, his jurisprudence, his equity. Because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand, before you were born, to go unpunished. All the sins of your father, of your grandfather, of your forefathers, their covenant with Satan, of your ancestors, God left them. He, when it came to your salvation, Jesus paid the price so that God will let you go unpunished for those misdemeanors. And yet, some Christians say that a Christian can suffer from the ancestral curses when he cannot suffer from the consequence of ancestral sins. How can he suffer from the, from the, from the penalty of the sins? Come on, let's think about this stuff. Jesus did it all. He did it all. Don't let Satan attack you. He has right to attack you. He has, Satan has right to attack you because Jesus said it. Resume of Satan. It's in John 10, 10. Jesus is the one who said it. That is his job description. Kill, steal, and destroy. He came to kill, to steal. But Jesus has said, his own, his own resume, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. You have to choose which one you follow. Once you choose the one who gives life abundantly, in his part there is no curse. You left it behind you. Whether your grandfather, it's a pity. I don't have time. My own father dedicated all ancestors of born. When they give back, when a woman, mommy is so, she must be very thankful. Because if I was in the religion of my father, she wouldn't have it easy. When a woman gets pregnant in our own house, if the woman goes to the husband and says, I'm pregnant, the husband will say that you're in trouble. Who told you to announce it to me? Because demons have not told us. It's demons that should announce your pregnancy. And when the demons announce their pregnancy, then there is a, there is a ritual to be performed at three months. Another ritual to be performed at seven months. When the labor day will come, the labor, if the woman says, I'm in labor, 
and she's manifesting, they will command that labor to cease because they have not called it to come. Are you with me? Then the man, having confronted with the devil, will now begin an incantation. When he starts his incantation, the baby will start to move. It is under incantation that child will come out. Okay? There are other rituals they must do for that child as it's coming out. You know, when, you are, when the child is coming out, they are cursing the child with every curse in the hell, in kingdom of hell. My senior brother was treated like that. You know, who my, my, was given back to where my father was, you know, in this stuff. That is the reason why when my wife went into labor in, in, in my own house, Pastor Elizabeth's labor, the moment she went to labor, we went to the hospital here. And then the hospital, you know, they told me that, um, uh, you know, my wife, they are going to do epidural. I said, there's no dural epi anywhere. Leave my wife alone. And so I asked them, that was the, what's the problem? They said she's uh, two meters, two inches or whatever dilated. Okay, I said, what do you want? They said uh, 12 or 10. I said, okay, you have it in 30 minutes. And I went to drink my coffee in the father's waiting room. We are, we are a number there. Everybody is in labor too. All the men there, we are all in labor. Because when I sat down drinking coffee, there is a man, his leg was shaking like this. A young man like myself then. And then when he heard a woman cry, he, he will run. And the, the nurses will say, it's not your wife. Sit down. And then he will come back. I, I, I've forgotten his name. So he told me his name. I told him my name. So we are chatting. Like, is it your force? It's my force. Uh, it's my force too, you know. And then he will be doing like this. And when he hear, ah, he will run. And the nurses will say, sit down. When he got to his turn of his wife, he was snoring, and they came to call Jack. Jack, <laughs> when he opened his mouth, hey, yeah, yeah, he ran. <laughs> the woman had delivered. <laughs> may you not be like Jack, whatever the case may be. So when 30 minutes was up, I went straight away to my, to my wife. Because they made her sign, and I told her, you won't touch her. When I got there, I said, it's 30 minutes, I began to pray in tongues. I said to the nurse, get ready to have my baby now. The nurse thought I was a maniac. I began to pray in tongues. The, the nurse said, it's two, uh, is it centimeter you call it? Centimeter? You don't understand. As I was praying in tongues, the woman went to the other room and the head of the baby came out. I said, the head has come out. She didn't understand me. I kept on praying in tongues because in my family, it is incantation that they, they speak. Now that I am born again, it is tongue that they speak. If my predecessors gave birth through demons by speaking demonic language, I will give birth to the children of God by speaking heavenly language. If that uh, demonic language have the power to uh, induce that child with demons, my heavenly language has the power to infuse my child with the spirit of the Most High. Before the nurse came, baby has come out in my hand. So the nurse ran, blah, 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 blah. And he ran, he's coming, he's coming. So, so when the baby came out after me, I, I still was speaking in tongues. You, you don't respect people when it comes to your belief. Don't, don't be afraid of people and don't, don't, don't be shy. Because if you stand on your belief, your God will ask. He will do something. But Satan will want to intimidate you that, oh, you, you do, why don't you think about him? I don't think about anybody, I think about myself. When it comes to God. The whole place was in flame. 
Hallelujah. When, so they now took the baby from my hand. I said, what are you doing with it? They want to put it on my wife. They said they have to put it on my wife's chest. I said, you are, you are a joker. Put it on my chest first. She came out of me. And I put it on my chest. I was praying in tongues. Heavy tongues. Okay, when I finish, and my body said to I said, put on my wife now. As they put on my wife, I began to bombard tongues on both of them. I'm sure that those nonsense will never do that again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, that scripture tells me that whether my father, my grandfather had dedicated my life forever, the moment I accepted Jesus, he says he did it in order that in his forbearance he left all the sins committed beforehand to go unpunished. I cannot be punished. My children cannot be punished. There is no curse of any family or any parent. It's what I say to my children, that's what they are. They can never be punished. My generation down line. He said in the book of Isaiah that put upon you and my word in your mouth will never depart from you and the mouth of your children and descendants. Time is gone, Joe. However, permit me to finish this one. So I'll finish today at at 8.30. So 15 minutes we should be over when we, after my 8.30. You don't have convention twice in a year. It's annual. Believe what I'm showing you. This is the true word of the living God. Your former sins are gone. The sins of your father have no credence over you or your children. If they they die of diabetes in your family and they have genetic problem in your family, to you, Jesus paid the price on the cross. You have to take your stand by the word of God and it will reverse from your own time down line. That gene was corrected yesterday. It was corrected yesterday. Number four. Jesus cancelled everything good that stands against you. These things are interrelated. Look at the book of Colossians chapter 2. Verse 14. Having cancelled every reading code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. And you can believe me this. Because he said, these codes and regulations were against us, but they were opposed to us. Who can do that? Satan. He's the only one. They were opposed, which means before. Before our salvation. He had coded us. The way the remote control of Satan wants us to behave, that's how we behave. The things we don't want to do, we just try and accept doing it. Every day is regret. Every day is crying. I don't want to be angry anymore. But I'm always angry. I don't want to commit adultery anymore. But I'm always committing it. Who will deliver me from fornication? And I'm always doing it. Stealing. He called it us gang. All the written code. Jesus took it away. Every nail that went through his hand, code number one. Second nail, code number two. Third nail on his foot, code number three. All codes, this one. This one. (laughs) So, that is the reason why when you are born again, what Satan used to make you do before, he will, he will bring the code and 
coding this computer, it will fail. Computer is computer will be going. <laughs> you know, sometimes computer do that. When you when you click something, instead of you to appear, it will keep it going until you switch it off. <laughs> For the devil, when he code you again, he going he switch it off. If you put it on again, he code it again, he going that will wipe off all his memory. Because what God said, no one can revoke it. It's no more in his record. You are no more in the book of Satan as to obey him. You have been delivered. That's number three, isn't it? No, number, number four. Look at number five. Jesus came to destroy all the works of the devil. Verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and principalities, he made a public show of them, spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So the cross, first of all, destroyed the codes of Satan about you. Secondly, the, the cross disarmed seven. So that if Satan uses a weapon in the world and it works, when he turn it to a Christian, it will be obsolete. It can't work. It's like somebody who has AK-47 fully loaded. And he saw people and he went, and he saw a Christian coming and he pressed the trigger, nothing came out. He pressed the trigger, nothing came out. Even if you break his AK-47, nothing will come out. The weapon Satan used against the world, when he turns it to a person washed by the blood, that weapon, they used to say that if a dog is mad, he knows his owner. Are you with me now? That weapon will not ignite. It cannot ignite. Go and read the book of First Kings, chapter one, when they sent someone to go and, to go and arrest the man of God. Read chapter six, I suppose, when the Arameans were trapped by a word. Lord, give them blindness, and they got blind. Follow me. They followed. These are army who are armed. Let me say this to you, therefore. Number, number six. Number five, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And then number six, he came to rescue us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. For he had rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of, of, his, of the son he loves. In whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. Now, let me say this to you. It is impossible for American government to jail you. Because you are British. You are in England. Let me say that in England, you went out and you had a car crash. And then American government said that the car crash that you had in Oxford, according to the law of our country, it is six months imprisonment. Can you make sense of that? You cannot. So anybody who is born again has been rescued by Jesus. When... Jesus stretches hands to you and you say by the Holy Spirit, I surrender. Angels came, boom! They picked you from the dominion. Move into the kingdom. Dominion is a servant to kingdom. Kingdom rules over dominion. The Bible did not say the kingdom of Satan because he has no kingdom. He's not a king. But the kingdom of God, Jesus, is the king of kings. When you have been rescued, it's like it's like you know when uh, you know you know you know 
American soldiers are, you know, had issues in some countries, and then while they were still keeping them in their secret place, you know, bragging, American government have this, they've checked where they are and everything, and they came in the midnight and landed. Look at when they went to take Bin Laden. They entered the country, and the country was sleeping. And it is not far from military base. Their own type of jets or whatever helicopter they use, you can't see it in radar. They can't see it. And they were flying low. I don't know whether that, that their helicopter make noise. Because some soldiers will have you know, woken up. They came to that place, picked the man up, disarmed everybody who was fully armed. And none of the soldiers who went died. If a human government can do that for their citizen, how much more will heavenly government with his angels rescue those who belong to this kingdom? How much more? You have been rescued. You are no more under the dominion of the devil. He has no right to command. You are not in his dominion. You carry a different passport. That is six. And seven will stop. Jesus is the head of all powers and principalities. Let me tell you this. I have spoken too much about this. Jesus is the head of all powers and principalities. You have seen that in the book of Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. That is King James Version. And I use that because of the people... Believers who always talk about principalities and powers, principalities and powers. Come on now, the one who lives in me is their commander. He is their head. Anywhere he does not permit, they cannot function. Now, can you imagine? That head lives in you. And that's where we are going tonight. That head, who is the head of all principalities? You carry him in your body. His authority, you carry in your lips. Why should you be intimidated? Why should you allow anyone to lie to you and deceive you that you have nothing? Why should you believe in some people who tell you that you need a particular anointing to exercise that authority? No! We are talking about that tomorrow in the afternoon. That is what they call active authority. Anything you bind on earth, Jesus said, forget it, heaven will do it. If you say it, heaven will do it. That's active authority. It is like somebody who is a shareholder, no, a director in a company, and you represent the company, you are a director, you know, executive one, and then you went in the name of your company, any commitment you made is binding. Let me say this to you. What about if by virtue of your, your, look, in thought, love, love thought, a, 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 a gate man, Everyone who did law will remember this. A gate man left during the time of his work, left his gate and went to fight across the road. All right? And he damaged the person he was fighting. So the person arrested, got him arrested, to sue. Do you know what law says they should do? They sued the one who has heavy pocket. It is the company that employed him that was sued. Why? Because he was in active service at the time of his fight. Can you imagine? He was in active service. There's another case law of a man who was driving truck to go and supply 
the, uh, a field. And he got there, he sat down and struck a match. And he was smoking. Which is against the rule of the company. And then everything went combusted. Who did they sue? The company. Am I lying? Lawyer. So anything I do, I have no consequence but my company. What is my company? The kingdom of God. I have the power. Jesus gave me express power. He said, you can buy, you can lose, do anything with it. And then you pray. He answers you. You ask for blessing. He answers you. When it comes to demon, you didn't command him. You didn't resist him. Because we have been lied to. Stand upon your feet. Stand upon your feet. I want you to have this understanding of what you are. You are more than what you think. I think tonight, if it's just to thank God for what God has made you, that's enough. Lift up your voice and begin to praise now. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the Spirit of God. Thank God for the power of God in you. Hey! Maragaboshi pamaledoshi trambelo dida. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. Thank God for Jesus. He had rescued you from the dominion of the devil. He says you can bring condemnation to us. It is God that justifies. Who is man to condemn you? Thank God for who you are. You want to use your authority just within the next two minutes. Oh Lord. In Jesus anointed name we have prayed. You know, God said in the book of Isaiah 51, 16, I have put my words in your mouth. Alright? Notice, you know what Satan wants us always try to do to us? He tries to make us feel, look at ourselves. That you are, do you think you are competent? Tell the devil, I am not. If it is by competence... I am not. But there is somebody who is the most competent. He has given me the authority. He has become my competence. How do you think that? You think you, you have this power? I don't. There is someone I have. He says all power and authority are given to me. And in his shoes, in his name, I stand. Don't let the devil ever make you feel unfit for the benevolence that God had provided for you through the blood of the Lamb. Heaven is not happy that believers on earth are not exercising this authority. You are going to now decree concerning your life. What you don't want, you shut the door against it. What you want, you command it to be. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Anything that you see in your life, tell that thing to cease tonight. He had put his word in your mouth. He had put his word in your mouth. He says, whatever you permit is permitted. Whatever you dispermit. Lift up your voice and pray. Begin to decree what will happen to you. If anything is prevailing in your house, in your life, in your family, talk, talk, command it to cease from today. And it shall be so. It shall be so. It shall be so. It shall be so. 
Isaiah 44 verse 26. He says, He who carries out the words of his servant and fulfills the predictions of his messenger. You are a servant of God. God will carry out your word. Tell God how you should be. Tell God what you like. Speak to your life what it should be. In line with the word of God. Speak to your business. What should happen to your business this year in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of, of, of economic crisis. That is the time that you should excel in finance. If you are jobless, call your job to come to you. Yes. He carries out the words of his servants. He fulfills the vision of his messenger. You are a messenger of God. He says to Jerusalem, it shall be inhabited. Your Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Your desolation shall be rebuilt. As you say it, God honor it. Authority of God in your lips is the same in my lips. I don't carry more authority. We have the same authority. There is no higher or lower authority. The authority is the name of Jesus. And the mind of faith. Begin to decree your tomorrow. Command your tomorrow. Command your tomorrow. Command what should not be. He cannot be in your family. What should not be? He cannot happen in your in your children, in your in your in your business, in your spiritual, in your body. Make a decree in the name of the Lord of hosts. A return and restoration. Like the water course of Negev. Use your mouth to speak what God will do. And God will act on it. Because Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. He says, your Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Your towns of Judah shall be rebuilt. And your ruins shall be restored. It does not matter how many years you have been ruined tonight. Heaven will restore. Heaven will answer. God will speak and he will answer. According to the book of Joel, he says in chapter 2 verse 17, And the Lord shall reply, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It is our turn today for heaven to hear our cry. I can see angels of God walking among you. I can see them taking your petitions. I can see the name of Jesus taking your petition to heaven. I can see the Father sending reply right now. I can see the Father sending reply right now. Some people, their life is new. When you get home by tomorrow, good news will wake you up. I can see the God of heaven answering the cry of your heart. I can see Him saying, I have waited for you to ask that way. I have waited for you to ask with faith. Not in doubt. Something is happening to you. From the Father. A restoration. Rebuilding of your ruin. Mandrobo Santa. He's building your desolate. Your desolation. And bringing back beauty to you. Instead of ashes. Delay is being taken away from you. You are receiving that which you are asking now. Remember to ask for the most pressing needs too. Don't forget it. Tell the Father, I can see communication wire between you and God. Tell the Father, in the name of the Son, I believe it. I call this to be. I call this to be. In my life, this shall happen. I speak this to be. I speak that to be. In my children, I speak this to be. I speak this to be. In my family, I command this to happen. In my business, in the name of Jesus, in according to the word of God, I speak this to be. The Bible says God will not deny his name. The Lord Almighty has planned, surely as I, as I, he has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Let me tell you, the Lord of this nation can change because of your request. God will do everything necessary to make it happen for you. He will do everything necessary to make it happen for you. Jehovah is his name. God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a son of man that will change his mind. Your night has come. Your night. He has broken the chain. 
captive. You heard the choir when they sang it. He had broken the chain. All chains are broken. All chains are broken. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. You are 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 free. In your mental, you are free. In your body, you are free. In your marriage, you are free. In your family, you are free. Rata Musa. Never again will you be taken to tribute. Your Calvary prisoner will be set free. Anything the devil has touched in your family, God cuts off the hand of Satan tonight. He cuts off the hand of Lucifer tonight. Makes all things new by his power. Brando Basar. He said, I did not say to Jacob, seek me for nothing. Father, 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 father. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Lift up your voice. I'm going to thank God for tonight. Rejoice in the Lord for tonight. It is done. It is done. It is done. The activities of angels are so much, so sporadic in our midst tonight. Jesus is full of mercy. He is the replica of God. Lord, we worship you. Thank God for receiving that which you have asked. Tomorrow it shall be better for you. You will be woken up tomorrow with a good testimony. Something that was a bad news has turned to good news now. Angels will bring the manifestation in your dream tonight. Some of you will encounter. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you wake up into a new dawn. He said, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness. And who seek the Lord, look to the rock from whom you are called. And to the quarry from which you are hewn. Look to Abraham, your father. And to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was but one. And I blessed him. And made him many. In this season, the Lord will make you many. This season, the Lord play. The Lord will make you to many. The Lord will surely comfort you in this season. He will look to you with compassion. He will restore and rebuild your ruin. Your wasteland shall turn to the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in you again. He will make your desert into Eden. The sound of thanksgiving, celebration, begin to echo in your life. Begin to resound in your family. And in the house of the Lord, of, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says. Nations will come to your dawn and mutter men to the brightness of your lights. You will look with your eyes and be radiant. Raboso Pereru Kabaradida Karadida Shi. Oh Lord. Those who have been waiting for your downfall, or people who have been speaking a reproach against you, people who have been asking, Where is your God? Before the end of tomorrow, they will know that your God is God. I say God will answer you by tomorrow. He will answer you as the rising of the sun. By the setting of the sun tomorrow, your testimony shall be complete. Salvation will be found in you again. Righteousness will be your bodyguard. The favor of God will surround you. For the, redu- for the ransom of the Lord will return unto Christ with tabernacle with singing. Everlasting joy will crown your head. Gladness and joy will overtake you. And sorrow and sigh will run from you. It is your 
time. Every cowardly prisoner you are set loose. Yea, because the Lord has put it in your mouth and you have spoken the word of the Lord. He who set the foundations of the earth, who says to Zion, Hey, I am your people. Now you are my people. Now listen to this. Those who have slumber are awake in the name of the Lord. Those who have been frustrated are rise in the name of the Lord. Those who have been fed up, come on, rise up in the new strength of yours. If you have been tormented by people for years, today the Lord take the goblet from your hand and give it to your tormentor. They will fall and prostrate before you. When Jesus was passing in a town, he saw a woman in the book of Luke 13 from verse 10 to 13. And the woman was bent over. And Jesus went to the woman and laid hands on her. And said, woman, you are loose. Everyone that has been bent over, I say, you are loose. Everyone that Satan has bent their head, I say, you are loose. Everyone that Satan has bent, I say, you are loose. From this hour, you are loose. That which you begun to you, receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Because we declare this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you because it is done. In the name of the Lord Most High. Now stretch your hand before the Lord. And I speak blessings of God upon you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the Lord, the God of Jacob, protect you. May the Lord send you help even from now to the end of this year. May He send you help from His sanctuary. Angels will come to your rescue all the time when you have a need. And the Lord grants you support from Zion in everything that you know. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices, your offerings, and your, your tithes. May the Lord remember them. May the Lord accept your burnt offering from you. We stand for your prayers and the aroma of your voice shall be sound and shall be, 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 be delicious uh, in, in, the, in the notice of God. And may the Lord God of Zion, may He give you the desires of your heart and give you sustenance in this season and provision that your plans will be fulfilled. All your plans shall succeed. I say all your plans shall succeed. You will not be among those who have plan and fail anymore. Your plans shall succeed. God will perfect your plan. By dream he will speak to you. When you are working he will speak to your mind. So that your plans shall be made perfect. Resources shall look for you. They will find you. They will locate you. The desire of your heart should be fulfilled. You will not lack material resources to fulfill your plan. Beginning from this hour, before sunset tomorrow, there shall be testimonies. We will shout for joy when we are victorious and lift up the banner in the name of the Lord our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Bethel, the one who said to Abraham, I am the God Almighty. May he reveal himself in your life as the God Almighty. May he reveal himself in your life as the compassionate Lord. May he reveal himself in your life, in your family, in your home, among your children, and in your children, grandchildren, and your descendants to come. As the Lord God of Bethel, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. The word says, tonight, some of you will have encounters. And I told you the way to God is easy. Let that be your last prayer before you go to bed.
so that you go to bed with expectancy. That's how I see angels. That's how my eyes are open. That's how Jesus took me to heaven. It's not by fasting. It's by conditioning your heart, as I've told you. And Jesus told me too, in one of my encounters with him. And I said to you, by tomorrow, good news will replace your long waiting news. Expect it. Heaven will move so swiftly on your behalf within these few hours. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. Amen. God bless you all. Shall be seated, please.